Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. And congratulations to Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well. Baby girl born this morning. So congratulations to Ryan, his wife, and bouncing baby girl. So uh, way to go. Hockey season is just around the corner, folks. We'll get to that right away here. Blue Jays in action. They're down 1-0 to the Baltimore Orioles. A error-filled game by the Jays to start the game. Uh, the Jays coming into the uh, night. One game back of the Seattle Mariners for the final wildcard spot in the American League. That would be the third wildcard spot. At Elks practice today, back on the field after a long break. Their last uh, time on the field was in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field, and they won that game 24-10, their first win of the season. And at practice today, did not see kicker Dean uh, Faithful out with an ankle injury, did not participate. So we'll have to see if this is maintenance or... They actually need a kicker because the only other kicker they have is a punter in Jake Julian. And they also need a global player if uh, they are going to go uh, into the game on Sunday. They can't have a they can't go into the game without a global player. And Dean Faithful, Dean Faithful is their place kicker and their global. I'm thinking it might just be maintenance. Because I'm thinking if there, if there was a problem, there would be a kicker here already. But we'll see tomorrow. They'll uh, schedule to practice again tomorrow. Game on Sunday, 3.30 for countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock for the uh, Elks and Red Blacks at Commonwealth Stadium. A game I am, again, labeling as an opportunity to give themselves another opportunity for the Elks and uh, really be in the playoff conversation. Hockey season is uh, fast approaching. About a month away from training camps, a month tomorrow will be the first preseason game right here on 6.30, Chad. And today in Toronto, the Leafs signing star center Austin Matthews to a four-year deal, $53 million contract extension, average annual value of $13.5 million. That will make the, uh, the Matthews the highest-paid player beginning in the 24-25 season. To talk about that for a few minutes is the host of Leafs Lunch and Leafs Broadcast on Sportsnet 590, the fan, Gord Stellick. Gord, thanks for uh, taking some time out of your summer, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good, Dave. Not a, not a lot of uh, hockey talk by and large, but certainly a whole lot today. So I'm good. Yeah. 
yeah, I hope you're enjoying it as well. And uh, hey, you remember when the Montreal Alouettes uh, uh, audition place kickers and a guy named George Springate, who was a member of Parliament, became their kicker? I don't know if that's what's going to happen with the uh, Elks, but, you know, <laughs> it is. If you want to go back way back in history, it's something maybe to look at. Well, I did hear uh, a joke today that, I mean, Terry Vaughn has been inducted into the double uh, uh, E Wall of Honor, and Sean Fleming will be in attendance. So maybe Sean Fleming can go kick a field goal uh, or two <laughs> on Sunday. That's possible. It's probably still in shape. But, uh, yeah, that, I remember that story with the Alouettes. That was quite something. So here we are. A four-year yeah. extension for Austin Matthews, now the highest-paid player in the National Hockey League starting next season. Gord, what do we make of this? Well, you know, first of all, and, and not making light of so many, you know, natural weather situations around the world, but, you know, the city of Toronto, I don't know if you feel in Edmonton, it's called a big exhale, a big <laughs> exhale, you know, yes. from all the sports fans. And so what we make of it is, and you'll probably go through the same situation with Connor McDavid, uh, you know, July 1st, when he goes into his final year, that you know, there is the expectation he's going to re-up or it becomes an uh, it becomes a ridiculous distraction and the, and the one thing you know uh, unlike say Kawhi Leonard of the Raptors when they won a championship he never ever for one second um, hinted he wanted to come back even though people said oh my god you got to come back and yada 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 it didn't happen Austin Matthews did say that you know just around free agency so that kind of alleviate the pressure from uh, a lot of Maple Leaf fans because you, know, you just mentioned about when preseason starts uh, and every day of training camp in the regular season this would have been a huge, huge, huge distraction mm-hmm. and you're seeing a lot of teams are you know, after Johnny Goodrow when he went and John Tavares and what have you, teams kind of being preemptive about about making, making a move like Calgary did with Kachuk last year. So this was expected and hoped for it was expected to be a three or four i had heard three years at 40 million is what i heard a few weeks ago basically the same thing but one more year i think Connor mcdavid's situation will mirror that you're not going to see your contract so much anymore you know because you know take advantage of a, of a rising cap and this is a guy the the maple leafs just like Connor mcdavid in edmonton you've got an elite generational player that you know gives you gives you an advantage when the puck drops in any game and i also think dave that He's a guy that um, I think he understands. You know, it's original sixteen. But even though he's, you know, people say, "Oh, why would he? Who would want to go to Arizona in the first place?" Like if he was going to go somewhere, it wouldn't have been Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been Chicago or I don't know, whatever. Pick New York. I don't know, Los Angeles, something like that. If he did, I don't I can't speak for him. But he understands that he could be, could be the greatest Maple Leaf player ever. And I think I think he grasps that 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 is significant as well. So it's kind of like. Uh, Okay, that's the one potential distraction is off the board. Let's get the puck, dro- puck dropped. I'm sure the Leafs, like the Edmonton Oilers, will kick butt in the regular season, and it'll come down to what they do in the playoffs. And, you know, I want to uh, go back to a point that, that you made, and that is you'll see shorter deals. You won't see the max deals, the eight-year deals. And, and with the, is that just basically a direct correlation with the cap being so flat for the last number of seasons, and now that it's projected to go up and even skyrocket, that players are just going to, you know, they'll, they'll, be able to get, they'll, they'll be able to get the kind of money that, they're, that they were looking for, and maybe, uh, you know, the, the shorter term isn't that big of a concern? 
Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, always what you give up is, is the security on the back end. And, I mean, I look at a guy like David Clarkson when he came with the Leafs and signed a seven-year contract. Well, he's basically out of hockey after two or three years. So, you know, fortuitously for him, and there's other examples as well, that comes into play. But I think, you know, I, I, I think if Connor McDavid had a redo uh, or Nathan McKinnon's second contract or Jack Eichel's, you know, Austin kind of set the bar when he got the five-year contract, his second contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're an elite player, um, hey, you know, it just, uh, it, and hey, hey, 12.5 million versus 14.5 million, like I think, I think most well-rounded individuals, you know, it's it's not about that. It's about a, a number of other things that go on. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, some players talk about betting on themselves. Well, these guys can bet on themselves quite easily because they're number one overall picks and they're among the few elite NHL superstars. So, you know, your value is only going to go up. And I think finally, I think finally the the cap is going to go up. And a lot of people think the cap will start going up by, you know, five, six, seven million a year, uh, maybe next year, but in, in the next few years that it's going to actually rise rapidly. GMs would exhale big time as well if that happens. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Scott Stellick joining us, the host of uh, Leafs Lunch and also Leafs Broadcast on uh, Sportsnet 590, The Fan in Toronto. Austin Matthews signing a four-year extension, average annual value of $13.5 million. That will make him the highest-paid player in the, in the NHL in uh, 24-25. So now I believe that's three players now of the Leafs uh, that are in the top ten as far as the, uh, the, the highest average annual value with uh, Tavares and with Marner. And now William Nylander needs to be signed, and I don't know if that's going to be an easy process. What what can you update us on a player who may have been the most consistent performer for the Leafs in the playoffs the last couple of years? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You know, he's he's kind of like what Phil Kessel was when he got added to the Penguins, right? When they already had Crosby and Malkin and that, and um, maybe that's not it. But anyway, the, the point is, like, I'm big on Willie Nylander. He becomes kind of the whipping guy sometimes about things, and uh, he. You know, um, they, they've, they've, um, I want to say wisely or, or, or not so wisely, just bet big on the on the forwards, and you see a more balanced approach like the Vegas Golden Knights did last year. Is what when you win your Stanley Cups when some of that money is for your D as well. Um, I see Nylander just you know um, playing his final year. I see that, and then as the year goes on. You know, figuring out is is there a fit to stay in in Toronto because he's talking about you know being worth that kind of money that say Tavares is, and uh, otherwise uh, do you otherwise if you're going for it you go for it if if things fall off the tracks which would be a disaster you could trade him for something at the trade deadline, and then if he does go somewhere else next year, then you don't lose everything you regain cap space, and I mean you'd rather have the elite player but you regain cap space. And let's say for argument's sake, that's $9 million, whatever the amount was that he's looking for next season. So I can't, it's, it's not like, like where Matthews had to get done or it'd be a huge distraction. Nylander, it's kind of understood that's the way it's going to be this year. All right. Well, uh, big day today, and it seems like the NHL news is slowly starting to uh, pick up, and it really picked up today with uh, with the Austin Matthews news. And uh, I think the last time I had you on, we were lamenting how we were robbed of an Oilers Leafs Stanley Cup final because we all thought that's where this was going. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, first of all, I mean, God, I think a lot of Canadian-based teams they respect the rivalry and their passion about their home teams, but they understand. 
you know, no Canadian-based teams won since 1993. So you're actually kind of pulling for some of the other teams more than you used to. Yeah. And, you know, whether, you know, I thought Winnipeg had it a couple of years ago. And, boy, oh, boy, like, like you want the elite players to go deep in the playoffs. You always wanted that. You wanted Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby or whomever. So you, you can't do any better than Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, and that still would be wonderful and not out of the realm of possibilities. Gord, thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of your summer and as you can gear up for another season, and uh, we'll have you on soon. Thanks so much. Sounds good. See you, pal. Take care. Gord Stellick, host of Leafs Lunch and Leafs Broadcast on Sportsnet 590, The Fan in Toronto. And I, I think another thing I want to throw in here as well is, is these are elite players playing in Canada. Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, of course, last but not least. They want to play here. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And they have openly said they want to play here. You know, I think I think if you're going to say which, or if you're going to throw in maybe the word cryptic, um, I don't even think it was cryptic. Was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year where, no, it might have been at the uh, end of the bubble playoffs uh, when everyone was in their own division and, and Dreisaitl said, I don't want to go anywhere, but we got to start winning. Like, we got to start progressing. Now that's happening, and I think... Last year, I would hope, would be an anomaly. The Oilers losing in six games to the Vegas Golden Knights. They were not good in parts of that series, and they were really good in parts of that series. They were not very good in games five and six, uh, in you know, especially long stretches in, in game five, after I recall a good start to the game. But you just think that's an anomaly. Um, so what does this mean for... Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Well, it might mean that they, they're, they're going to get paid. And I believe Dreisaitl's deadline to sign an extension is this coming July 1st, so July 1st, 2024, and then McDavid after that, a year later. Uh, Dreisaitl comes up a year earlier. So this could mean that, okay, they're going to get paid. So maybe Dreisaitl gets around what Austin Matthews makes. Maybe Connor McDavid gets a million more to two million more. And if the cap is going to skyrocket, uh, that's good for everyone. That's good for managers. That's good for players. That's good for you listening because that might mean the chances, which I think are still pretty good that McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be here long term. Um, It's just, it's a win-win. But uh, hockey news is starting to uh, pick up today. Austin Matthews leading the way with a four-year extension that will begin in 24-25, where he will become the highest-paid player in the National Hockey League at $13.5 million. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Six twenty-one. It's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight on six thirty. Chet Inside Sports be around tomorrow and Friday. Reed will be back on 
Monday. As the rain continues to fall outside, been a damp day and might be a little bit tomorrow than Friday. Oh, the weather really, really warms up. Game time on Sundays at 5 could be 25, 27 degrees at that point. We're in for a nice run of weather through to the uh, long weekend and uh, Labor Day in Calgary, of course. And it never rains on Labor Day. I have never experienced bad weather on Labor Day ever. I think it's rained once, Kellen, mm. before the game, yeah. and that's it, and then the sun came out and it was gorgeous. I've what never... is with that? Is this is like the, the Calgary weather dome kind of fortifies itself on Labor Day weekend knowing that, hey, it's, it's Elks, it's Stamps, it's a Labor Day classic. It's Labor Day. It just, you know, the weather pays attention and that's the one day it behaves. So, mm-hmm. the one day out of the year you can always count on. And yeah, I, I can attest to it. I've spent Labor Day weekends in Banff where it's been a total downpour and I'm sitting in a bar watching the game and it's sunny and warm and cloudless in Calgary. Yeah. So, it's beautiful. It'll be nice again. It'll be nice again. Uh, be nice when the Oilers sign Evan Bouchard. Apparently, that's close. Here's Frank Cervelli, uh from uh, Daily Faceoff. So he spoke with uh, Brendan Escott and uh, Cam Moon, who are filling in for Bob Stoffer and Oilers now. It's getting close. I believe the Oilers are closing in on a deal or are pretty close, have made significant progress with Evan Bouchard. And it's not going to be part of that formula, I don't think, that is sign this guy to as long a term deal as you can. We do expect it to be a bridge deal and we do expect it to be just south of four million bucks a year. But did want to share... because this is Oilers now, that it seems like there's been some significant progress. And I don't I don't think it's across the finish line yet, but I think it's pretty close. And I would say that the best way to explain it or describe it to this point is substantially complete. I think it's done, but I, or close to being done, but they haven't announced it. And I don't know that they've quite put pen to paper yet, but that's that's really why i wanted to share because i was poking around in the last day or two knowing that we'd be chatting and i figured at some point it might come up and my sense is that it's very close but for whatever reason the two sides haven't formally or finalized it yet but i think it's it's in good shape and and there are no concerns there and the rumor is two years about 3.9 million dollars the average annual Value. So what does this mean for the remaining cap space for the Oilers? Get a pen and paper and try to wrap your brain around this. Hart Levine of Puckpedia uh, joined Cam and Brendan earlier today to try to explain it. That's not enough to add like an additional player, but you could potentially find a player that's like a $1.1 million player for your 12th forward and send Peterson down. So you could spend an extra 380 on that 12th forward instead of Peterson on top of his 775. So that's one option or, or not, maybe don't spend all of it, but maybe they now want to, maybe there's a guy they can sign for 900,000 or a million that could be the 12th forward instead of Peterson. So that's an option. Or they could go with that roster with Peterson as the 12th forward or potentially Lavoie, I guess, instead of Peterson, but one or the other. Um, and it crews some cap space. And hopefully that they hope they don't run into injuries where they would need additional players because that, that would get in the way. But because finally they're not in LTIR, they would be under the cap. They could accrue space during the year. And generally the way it works is like by the trade deadline, you only have roughly about 40 days out of 185 or 186 days season remaining. And so that if you're just going to do some math with the 
with the fractions, if you, if you paid attention and when you, when you learned that in high school math, um, you could basically, 382,000 of cap space um, at the deadline, you could fit a player with about a $1.7 million cap hit onto the roster. So that would be an option if they just went with this roster, um, you know, no injuries, no changes all season. When they got to the trade deadline, they could add someone with $1.7 million um, annual cap hit. So that's, that's an option as well. They could spend a little bit more on the 12th forward now, or they could try and save some cap space and accrue it for the deadline. So there you go. Uh, I hope you don't have a headache after hearing that explanation. But basically, you spend the money now, or you could hang on to that money, spend it later. We know Brandon Sutter's here in a PTO. He doesn't have a contract, though. And we'll see if there's another PTO handed out before the start of training camp in a month from now. Elks won their first game of the season. Stephen Dunbar Jr. was a big part of that. The receiver caught two touchdowns. We'll hear from him next on Inside Sports. It's Campbell and for Wilkins.